Hello, 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 hello. Good day, good morning, good evening. Wherever you are in the world, we say hello to you. And welcome to another episode of A Mouthful. You're so excited and so energetic. I'm actually just feeling embarrassed. <laughs> in what I'm sense? full of shame. I'm full of shame. Dude, we've just been MIA for like... <laughs> For like, is it, has it not been two months? That is none of my business. All but it is though. All I, they need to know is that we're back. That's true. And we're alive. We're alive, we're well. But school has been beating us left to right, up and down. And also jet lag. I'm back home. Yes, it's true. You go back in Sauda. <laughs> She's back in Sauda. <laughs> um, yeah, and just, you know, we've been struggling with... Okay, this shame. Let us explain. We've been mm. struggling with school because our time zones are so bad. It's 10 hours behind. And Charity and I are both ahead. horses. No, they're behind we us. We're ahead. Yeah, no, I'm saying they're 10 about hours behind. Why would you be talking about them? Because no, school, but I'm you saying, have to talk about us. We're ten no. hours ahead. I'm just yes, saying, sir. Because why would you talk about whatever? Them? It doesn't matter. <laughs> it's still ten hours backwards, frontwards, into Fanayo. It's the same. Um, yeah. So basically, Charity and I are both taking four courses this semester, and our classes are ridiculous. And she's studying health science. I can procrastinate to the largest extent, which I have. I've been enjoying myself. I still like it. <laughs> okay, thanks. Good for you. Yeah. Uh, my voice is husky because I haven't been speaking to anyone today. <laughs> so I sound different. No, this is not a man. I am a woman. <laughs> yeah, I'm indeed a woman. Lol. Yeah, but we're back now, guys. We're going to try keep it consistent. But honestly, Kid December is hitting now. It's coming around the corner. So it's coming. Let's be honest. Will you be listening? And to I am trying to. I was just yeah. When you are going to, when you're driving on a road trip, oh, okay. you're gonna be listening to some podcasts. And you know what? Talking about December, I was talking to Santi just before we started this, and I was like, I'm trying to lose weight because mm. you know December's around the corner mm. and it's hot. You know, we want to look hot in our swimming costumes. Um, so I'm trying to lose weight, but it's just like not working. It's not my brand. It just right isn't now. working. It's it, right now. It's really not working. I just want to eat all the time. Mm-hmm. I just got a gym membership last week. Um, I've gone twice. <laughs> um, it's just, it's just very difficult. Like I'm really, really struggling. <laughs> And one moment I'm like, okay, Charity, you need to get serious. You have a month. You have a month where it mm-hmm. needs to be in a better position. I'm not going to be a skinny legend, yeah. but I'm trying to be in a better position in a month's time. <laughs> but then the next second, I'm like, you know what? When <laughs> I die, <laughs> when I die, my body, like no one cares. No one cares. That all oh, that health out the window, just like that. So what was the point? What was the what reason? Was the point of, not eating the donut. What was the <laughs> point of going to the gym if it's just going to go to waste when I die? Yeah. So I'm just kind of stuck there. That's my dilemma. And I'm kind of trying to reconcile it <laughs> and see I where I really stand. <laughs> the thing that made me laugh was 
I really thought you were going to the gym every day ever since you got your gym membership. <laughs> so now that Listen, you're no, no, to be fair, are coming out no, like I've been to be there fair, twice. When I started, I started on Thursday, mm. right? That's when I started my membership. I went on Thursday. I yeah, I died, and I was doing the bare minimum, and I just could not <laughs> breathe. For the next four days, my legs were not functional. Like my legs were not working. And I yeah. was like, I need to, you know, so Rest. slowly I'm getting back into it. I'm getting back into it. It takes some time. It does, months. guys. That's the thing. Someone's I was just at the gym in March. Yeah. So I need, I need time. I need time. Someone tweeted, um, you can't expect gym to have the same energy as women. You can't ghost it for three months and expect the same energy. And I said, Everyone constantly trolling us. How does he mean? Don't respect us. Right and center. But anyway, we digress. Mm. Uh, We hope that someone relates though. Uh, If you're in the same boat, if you're trying to lose weight, please let me know if you have been successful. Please give us tips. Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah. (laughs) Let us know as well. Because I'm kind of, I'm at a point where I'm like, maybe I should just sleep during the day. Mm -hmm. Like I should sleep more often. That means I won't eat. So I don't think Asante told me that's not healthy and I think she's right. So if anyone has any other suggestions, please do let me know. Cause Come you girls want to have a hot girl summer. All right. Yeah, honestly. Okay. So anyway, sorry. What are we talking about today? What are we talking about charity? Let the people know. Tell the people what they want. Give the people. So today we are i don't know if you guys if you've been loyal listeners um we had an episode like one of our very first episodes which was essentially it's i think it's titled the guinea pig child mm-hmm. um but we're essentially talking about growing up in our in, in in the households that we grew up in which were african households and that how that was that was for us mm-hmm. and i think we mentioned that we'll do like a part two because there's just so much to talk about um so yeah we're doing like a growing up in a black household slash african household um part two Mm-hmm. And we want to dive into like a few things. We want to dive into, well, firstly, because we're back home. Mm. Um, we're back home. We've been, you know, we, we were now used to this life of like living alone, being independent. You come home, you come home for like two weeks or a month and you're back mm-hmm. um, to live in your own independent life. Whereas like I've been in my mother's house <laughs> for what feels like five years. Um, <laughs> and Asante has just like, <laughs> Asante has just rejoined the gang. Um, but yeah, we want to talk about that dynamic of, you know, now suddenly having to be a kid again. Yeah. Um, and you're now under your parents' roof when you're so used to doing what you want, when you want, how you want it, with whom you want. Um, and we also want to talk about mental health and how mental health is addressed and taken in, in African households, um, sexual health as well. Cause I know that's like such a taboo topic in a lot of black households mm-hmm. um just like talking about like did you have that conversation with your parents about like safe sex mm-hmm. um but contraception or is it just like no sex and that's it and they expected you to listen and you know but we know that's not the case for everybody i think it's important yeah. to have anyway i'm getting into we will talk about it um but yeah just and a few other things obviously as they come along but that's basically what we want to talk about mm. um and i think it's going to be a good one yeah, I'm excited. Let's dive into it. So you said, like you mentioned, you have been home for a minute. How long have you been home? Mm-hmm. How's your experience been from when you landed <laughs> to now that you've been home for longer? Child. Okay, mm-hmm. I came like when COVID started. 
Yeah. When I heard COVID is happening, I was like, I'm going home. Yeah. Because if, if I'm going to die of this disease, I'd rather do it at home. It's just even right. cheaper for me to die at home rather than die abroad. But uh, that was very morbid. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's just that <laughs> Charity was very paranoid in the beginning. Like of COVID. Like very, it was ridiculous. Very. I was like, yeah. this is the end. The world is ending. Apocalypse. Yeah. It's all over. So I was like, let me go home and experience apocalypse with my family. So I came home in March, like mid-March. So I've been here for June, July, August, September, October, November. I've been here for eight months. Yeah. So nearing a year, just four months shy of a whole year in my mother's house. Um, So I've been here for a year. And you know what? As much as I'm saying that, it hasn't been too bad. And I think that, see, because... um, Especially when it comes to like wanting to go out and stuff like that. I wasn't yeah. going to go anywhere. <laughs> exactly. Because like, where are you going, sis? Where are you going? Um, so I wasn't trying to go many places anyway. So it wasn't even a big deal. But yeah. I guess now because things are... Guys, in Zim, it's like Corona where? <laughs> corona who? Who? Corona what? In, Zim, in African it's, general. It's, it's just vibes. <laughs> Like, it's just vibes. No yeah. masks inside, just vibes. I mean, people have masks. You see people with masks on their necks. It's just, and it's also just really hot. It's like 32 oh, degrees. The break out. To have a mask in this heat. Yeah, it's just a mess. So, yeah, people aren't wearing masks. People are wearing masks, but people are going out to, like, large gatherings. Um, and obviously, when you're those things, people remove their masks. And people yeah. are just, like, having a good time. Yeah, so things are basically open now. And things are opening up. Events are starting to happen. So now I'm trying to go places. Now yeah. I'm trying to live my best life, right? Mm-hmm. Eat your um, youth. And, yeah, enjoy my youth, man. It doesn't last for long. Exactly. It's not going to be here forever. And I don't want to be regretting it when I'm now old. Okay, maybe not old, but when I'm older. Yeah. Um, and just thinking, oh, man, I wish I did this. Or seeing yeah. all the kids doing whatever they did. I'm like, oh, man, I wish I did that. And now resenting my husband because I'm like, you took away my youth, but I took away my own youth. Yeah. Um, but... Yeah, so I think now is when it's becoming to become a bit more like friction, um, especially, uh, let me just say with both my parents. Yeah. Because um, if you listen to the first episode, I was talking about how my parents are really strict mm-hmm. um, and how I grew up in a strict household. And my parents are still pretty strict, you know, for people who are raising a whole, to hell I want, I'm almost 22. Yeah, literally, actually. Her birthday's in February, I'm so. All, I am... Uh, I am a grown. I'm grown. I'm grown. I'm a child, but I'm also grown. You know. Yeah. Um. And I remember I actually had a fight with my parents the other day. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> don't want to talk about it. But a fight. I had a fight with my parents. Um, yeah. Like two weeks ago. Yeah. It was a pretty big fight, and I was just really frustrated. Um. Because I think I was just feeling treated like I'm 12. Yeah. You know. Because I'm like I've and I think what I was failing to understand or what I was failing it just doesn't. Even still now, it makes no sense mm-hmm. that they sent me to Canada. They sent me to a whole different continent. Yeah. Guys, a whole 20 plus hours of flying time. Honestly. They sent me all the way there. Sometimes 30. Um, to university. Sometimes 30. Yeah, sometimes 40 hours. It really depends. Mm-hmm. Um, so they sent me all the way there. Um, obviously for university, but still the fact is they sent me all the way there to be able to fend for myself and to be able to be independent to... They trusted that I am able to live on my own and I'm able to, yeah, to do things on my own yeah. and be responsible for myself, you know, yeah. for my own life. Um, so it's like, if you were able to send me all the way there where you have no 
you we, we don't know anyone there. I don't have any family there. Yeah. They, have, they, they don't have anyone that they know there. So if I was to ever get into trouble, the chances of me being safe are better here in terms of like, there's so many people I can call and they have so many people they can go send around. Could say, Hey, go look for this babe. Mm-hmm. Go look for this hun. It's so much yeah. easier for them to do that. Whereas mm-hmm. out there, you don't know what I'm doing. You don't know who I'm with. I, remember saying, like, I could be at a different, I could be at a different sugar daddy's house every day. Honestly, honestly. And I could be doing drugs on the weekend or even during school nights. Can I interrupt you? Cause you said something that interrupt me. I was like, Oh, I personally mm. feel like even though we're there, we're safer than we are here. Basically, let me just say this. Even if you know people, shut mm. up, that's fine. But when you look at gender-based violence, when you look at how women are treated here and just the way in which women go missing every day, yes, Canada has its politics. I'm not going to take, like, there's politics there, especially with Indigenous people. But um, for them, I think it's a peace of mind of being like, even though I know she's so far away, Canada has, like, all these things in being able to track my child. Whereas here, bro, you could go out with your friends and come back in an Uber even, and you could not make it home. Do you get what I'm trying to say? It's, it's something uh, that's like... I don't think that's it for my parents. I don't think that's it. <laughs> I don't think they're thinking about that. No, I, I, no because I think firstly, because um, I think it's the fact that oh, here they have... I don't know how to explain it. Here they have the power to hold me hostage. <laughs> Here they have the power to <laughs> they have the power to That's protect so me. I know it's all. I know overall it, it's all about protection. I know that. I know it's not about like being you know manip- what's the word? No. Being there's a word. I can't Figure think it of it. I can't think I can't even help you. Yeah, I don't know. But I know it's it's not out of like hate or out of like, yeah, you're not gonna go anywhere. I know deep down it's really just about trying to protect me. Mm. Um, but I think here they have more power to do that. So it's yeah. harder to let go of that power because you have it to be like, okay, I have every single power to be able to protect this child or to be able to keep her in the house and not go anywhere. Mm-hmm. Whereas when I'm there, they, they don't, they can't. So you don't, I don't know how to explain it, but there's like a different, there's a different, um, I get what you're it's saying. A different in dynamic. The, it's a different thing. Cause also, it's like, Oh yeah. Hmm. No, no, no it's like when they let you go to Canada, it's like, okay, I, they kind of have this thing of, she's so far away. There's nothing I personally can do. Yeah. When and, you're home, it's like, I, there's so much I could have done. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So I think that's, that's the thing. It's like, I, I have, I have the power to do something and I have the power to protect her. Yeah. And if I don't, I have the power to do so. Whereas if I'm there, it's like, no, but I sent her for school. Mm-hmm. You know, she, she went there for school. She went there for education. I sent her there for a good reason. Mm-hmm. Whereas when I'm home, it's like, I'm, I've allowed her to go to party. I've allowed her to go out with her friends. One party. Not that one. I've allowed her to go to the library. <laughs> you know, type of thing. Absolutely. So I get that. And also, um, I guess the issue, I don't think the issue of like gender-based violence, of course they are worried. They are. Mm-hmm. I remember my mom um, was mentioned like especially at night she's like oh my gosh you know it's so scary um she's really scared of accidents and she's like oh people are driving from work and they're tired mm. you don't know how they'll be driving whatever whatever <laughs> whatever 
Um, but I think because in Zim, we don't hear a lot of issues of like, of course, people, I'm not going to lie, people go missing. Yeah. You know, women are, get raped, women get um, abducted, but it's not as bad. So I don't think it's a thing that's the first thing in their heads. Okay. For my mom, whenever, whenever I've spoken about her, with her, she's really afraid of accidents and she's afraid of me being taken advantage of. Okay. So she's afraid of, uh, like I was having the conversation with her today and she was like, you know, at these parties, people, people put things in your drinks. And I'm like, yeah. mom, I know, we know these things, <laughs> you know, you know these we know things. these things, yeah. we know to keep the drinks on ourselves, we know yeah. not to let anyone hold the drinks, we know to always have our drinks closed, you know, so I think, I think with my parents, it's just a, a worry that I don't know, or worry that I'm, I'm too naive, or I won't be yeah. able to protect myself. I feel you. Yeah, so that's, 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 that's very frustrating. I can imagine. No, Sham, me, my fr- my, pa- <laughs> my parents. I even said my friends. My parents. They know. With you, babe, she has a social life. Like, <laughs> her social... I, I wish. No, my parents just know. Even yesterday, I was studying with my friends, and then I came home. So I studied with my friends until like half past five. And then I had dinner plans at mm. six. But I came home to use the bathroom. And in doing so, I was like to my mom, oh, I just sent you a message. I'm telling you I'm not having dinner here. I told her then. And she's like, oh, okay, we're having dinner. I was like, oh, I'm just going out with my friend. And she's like, oh, okay. Then I left. Then I'll come home, whatever time. They'd be sleeping, you know? But I think it's also that thing. Yeah, I think it's just, they've let me, you know, I think it's a trust thing, you know, at the end of the day. And I think my parents and I had this fight the one time about like, if you don't trust me, I will lie. And then we'll end up in a kerfuffle when you have to find out the truth. It's because you didn't give me a chance to tell you the truth. It's like when I go out to a party and for example, I know I'm going to drink. I have my brother drop me off or I take an Uber. Mm. So they know, okay, this one, I'm just going to get drunk a little bit. They mean, I'm not drunk. I can't come home to my friend's house drunk. That's just rude. But yeah. You know, they have that thing. But I get that thing of you, what you're saying. I had an argument with my dad. Second day, I landed. We had an argument. And I was <laughs> like, you've got to be joking. <laughs> like, I just got home. I just got home. You know, you're like, you kidding me. But honestly, it was a thing of like, I need to call my... Because I didn't tell anyone I was landing. So when we had our argument, I was like, yo, let me pick up the phone. Call up my friends. Because I'm going to go hang with them you get and i think the thing they also wanted that thing like oh i want you to be home for a while before you go see your friends and hang because they know how much i hang out with my friends but i'm like if you Mm. and then i remember saying to my dad i was like you need to understand that i'm an adult now (laughs) so sometimes the things i say are really just yeah you see our parents are so different so different say that to my parents and still be alive our parents are so (laughs) different never yeah, I could never say that and still will be living. It could never. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. <laughs> it doesn't work. Remember, I, I was telling you the fight I had with my parents. Yeah, small, small. I didn't say anything. I didn't mm. say anything. You know, and it was already like so. Yeah. You were just listening with me. I would I even <laughs> said to my dad, my dad. I was saying because he was speaking. I let him speak, and then I said, "Okay, can I speak?" And he goes, "Yeah." And I speak. Then he interrupts me, and I say, "Please don't interrupt me," because I didn't interrupt you when you were saying your thing. And he said, okay. And I said, just dialogue. I feel like I'm grateful for my parents. Let's have a conversation. Space of dialogue, yeah. Yeah, of That's conversation. one thing. That's so important. I love about them is that 
they give you a chance mm. to talk. Especially because when I was yeah. younger, my mom and I, I think that's where our relationship struggled in the sense of I didn't have a say. And then growing up, I used to be like, this is why I never spoke to you about things because you never gave me a chance to say anything. And that's why I never felt like mm. we could have a relationship. So now she learned like, okay, it's a conversation. Asante needs this kind of yeah. relationship for it to go somewhere. It's no yes, ma'am, no, ma'am. That's not how I work. So yeah, dude. Yeah, for sure. I've only been here for three weeks now. Mm. And enjoyment. I think I was speaking too soon. I should just roll it back. I need to also, in, in the fact that I'm also going out, which is nice, I need to still pass. Do you get what I'm trying to say? <laughs> <laughs> no, but thing is, thing is, you still have that that freedom to be able to, because you're a grown, you're a grown woman. Yeah, like you know that I've got education mm. <laughs> and I need to pass. You know, and I think the thing is, our parents know that they raised us well. Yeah, they know that like we are not going to be playing around because we know we have school. We're not thirteen. We don't have to be reminded to do our homework. Yeah. You know, we're gonna yeah. Especially because we've been so far away and we've been managing, you know, we haven't, we've been passing yet. We've been passing. So you can't start moving mad now. I remember the first week I landed, I was like, when do you have school? Did you have school? I was like, hi, mama. (laughs) (laughs) When I'm in Canada, I know when I have school. Like you never asked me this. I know. I've been going. I've been going. Don't worry. She's like, oh, okay. And she never asked me again. She's never asked me mm-hmm. when I have my school, you know? So I'm like, woman, get off my neck. Get it off. Yeah. Fine, you know? But it's funny how our experiences are different in just very, the very, way very, very, very. Yeah, but me yeah, and, and I think also, also my parents are just like super, sorry, go on. No, my, friends and, my friend and I were also having this conversation of just dialogue with our parents. Communication, mm-hmm. you know? And now linking to what we're talking about in the sense of are we too hard on our parents because they lack in this part um, of growing up, quote-unquote, Western world, but they still had to deal, they still catching, we're still catching up. Do you get, like when you think of communication, mental health, things that we're going to talk about now, when you think of the Western world, they're, able to have communication with their parents and all these things Mm. some parents don't some parents do but it's like um with black parents it's like they are dealing with the traumas of apartheid they were taught like old separation you know um what's it segregation sorry and they Mm. were taught um that their mental health doesn't matter you know communication doesn't matter it's this way or no way you know they were taught only one way now that but they did other things right. I mean, we have a house, you know, we're going to private education. We're going to school overseas. You know, it may not be a lot, but for them, that was their main priority growing up. And I'm making sure my kids have a good education. To be able to provide. And we yeah. now step on that good education and good communication. And then our kids will step on that good education, good communication, mental health. Do you get what I'm trying to say? So that's why sometimes... I I personally, and I think sometimes my friends are like, ugh, Asante, I sympathize with parents, especially black parents. And when I listen to my friends' stories, I'm like, yo, guys, they have been through a lot. Like someone tweeted, oh, guys, by this, you can tell I'm on Twitter a lot. But anyway, someone tweeted, um, I wish my parents had went to therapy, right? I wish more black parents went to therapy. And I was like, they did not have the choice. 
to go to therapy. Mind you, we're still struggling in our like generation. Now, yeah, but if you grew up in a way, our parents are what, 40, 50. They have mm. like breaking a habit. Think about when you have to break a habit as yourself. When you have to unlearn something, how hard it is. And you're 20. Yeah, for sure. But I think but they need 43. to be. I feel like I, they still need to be held accountable. I understand that. 100% understand that. Mm. But I think you should also. I don't think we should just completely just about, oh no, you know, they, they grew up in different times. Um, they're still dealing with whatever. No, they're 100%. still trying to unlearn. Yeah. And just let's leave it. I think it's important to be trying to hold them accountable. Of course, not to be like, you're terrible parents. Yeah. Um, you know, you don't deserve to have children. Like that's a lot, but I think, is that what you <laughs> think, think sometimes? Let's <laughs> not get into that. Yeah. Um, you're saying? I think, I think it's important to still hold them accountable and still, because they are raising human beings. Like mm. I, I still, as much as you did go through things, I'm still a human being that deserves to be listened to, that deserves to have their feelings taken into consideration. 100%. So I feel like we can't, uh, they, they need to be held accountable to no, a certain 100%. extent to try and unlearn, to actually try and listen, to actually be making strides, to actually be making an effort. Um, and I see that a lot with, with my dad in particular, that he's very... My dad listens. I think my dad is more, he's a bit like, he's not quick to anger. Yeah. Like my dad doesn't anger very easily. So I think that's why I find it a bit easier to have these like hard conversations. Like, yo, I actually don't like the way you spoke to me. Mm. I don't like the way you did this to me. Because he's not quick to be defensive. Yeah. He's quick to listen. He's quick to be like, okay. Mm Mm-hmm what do you have to say, you know, yeah. and then I'll speak and he will allow me to speak. Yeah. Whether he's actually feeling what I'm speaking. That's none of my business. But the point is, I feel like I'm being heard and I feel like I'm being, I'm having a dialogue, like we're saying, which is very, very important. Yeah. Um, and I think, of course, people are different. It might just be a personality type thing, you know, that yeah, you know, some people are just more, yeah, some people are just more receptive to listening and stuff like that. But I think those who aren't, because that's not, a, it's not like a, it's not a good quality. And we all have, it's not cute. It's not pretty. Yeah. We all have bad qualities and we can't just be like, well, that's just who I am. I've gone through it. I get, I get what you're saying. No, work to unlearn it. Work towards unlearning it. Yes. And that's what my friend also said. He said, no, but I get what you're saying, but it's like, at least try, you know? Mm, And it's like, okay, the idea of the conversation about therapy, you know, around therapy, a lot of people, Mm -hmm. a lot of black people are opposed to it. And especially like black people, parents and black fathers like i've had a lot of friends who've said like my father yeah especially the guys yeah therapy right because i guess it's also that thing of being a man you don't talk about your feelings you deal with it and you keep it moving Mm -hmm. you're supposed to provide for the family you're supposed to do this abc um but then also when you're like holding accountability you know do we even have black therapists we're struggling to even find black therapists because yeah, I'm going to do a little spoiler with This Is Us. hope you're okay with that. Um, Randall has a therapist and she's a white woman. And in this new episode, he goes, new season, he goes, listen, I need to find a new therapist who's black. A black I, feel, yeah. I find myself holding back some things that I need to say. Mm-hmm. Do you get what I'm trying to say? And I'm like, that's exactly it. Like, 
are we even finding any black therapists guys please yeah. comment in our instagram page any black therapist for anyone who wants for you know, real and i actually want to i've been i'm like subway therapy yeah it's just like very expensive <laughs> yeah honestly i'm looking into therapy next therapy time mental health um like resources need to be more accessible yeah. to people um and i'm even saying that from a place of privilege like if i really wanted to i could yeah if i really wanted to i could pay for therapy and go yeah um <clears throat> but there's people who genuinely even if they really want to they just can't, can't so yeah. i think that's also a thing that like yeah with therapy especially in africa or at least let me speak about in Zim. In Zim, therapy is not a thing. I think therapy is a thing for people who are like super, super privileged. People who have the privilege to know about it. Yeah. But I'm thinking even my parents, even if I was to go say, say go to therapy, they'd be like, why? You're fine. <laughs> therapy for what? Like I can't, you have yeah, a bed? I could never ask my parents. Remember there's a point in time I was just going through. Yeah, I was, I was depressed. And I remember trying to tell my, my mom or my parents about it. Like, yo, I'm actually just, I'm in the pits, mm. you know? And I could tell that they were trying to sympathize, but they just didn't get it. Yeah. Like they didn't get it. Um, I had to go, you know, I, I, I was prescribed antidepressants. They just did not get it. Yeah. So I think at that point, I think got to a point where I was, oh, I guess we're segueing into the into mental health. Um, I, I became very reluctant to ask about therapy. Yeah. Or to ask you, like, you know, I I want to go to therapy. May you please pay for my therapy? I think that's why I'm also like, it's really not affordable because I have to pay for myself. Yeah. Because I feel like if I go to my parents and I'm like, hey, I really want therapy, which I do want. Like, I'm not depressed right now or anything. I'm not depressed. Um, but I do. Therapy is not just for depressed people. Some people with mental health conditions. Therapy is just important. Um, if I was to tell my parents, hey, I want to go to therapy, it'd be like, what's wrong with you? yeah <laughs> what's what do you not have what do you lack yeah you know because they've they provided so much they're like you like what, what you exactly. have a roof you have all the you know, all the nice things that you say you want we give them to you yeah. what is it that you want and i think also because my parents are christians and my my parents are like devout christians they're very yeah devout christians yeah yeah just like you know within anyway within yeah um but because of that i think there's a lot of misconception in the Christian community, especially mm-hmm. the old school in quotation marks, mm-hmm. um, Christian community that as Christians, we don't need therapy yeah. as Christians. God, God is enough. You know, mm-hmm. you should pray and all your problems will be solved. You know, what? and it's like, I'm not at all disregarding God. Cause yeah. Then why am I Christian then? Yeah. But it's just like, when you get, when you have, when you have flu, no, when you have, um, why can't I think of any sickness? When you have malaria. <laughs> when you have malaria. Yeah. You have to go to the doctor to get medication. Yeah. I feel and you. You can pray. You don't, you don't say I'm going to pray away the malaria. That's not how it works. Yeah. Me. You pray and you also go and get the medication and go get the help that you need yeah. um, to heal your body. And it's the same thing, but I think people just don't understand that mental health is actually health. The, just the same as your physical health is health, so yeah. is your mental health. And I think people don't understand that, especially in the Christian community mm-hmm. and the African community. So the conversation around mental health in African households really needs to change. Like it needs to do a whole 360 because this ain't it. 100%. And I'm lucky enough to have my dad who is someone who's conscious 
about mental health. Like I of even I was away from home this past year. Ugh, this year was rough. And just yeah. I was not okay mentally. My dad was like, okay, you can mm-hmm. come home. You know, he understood. And he was like, you want to talk to someone? Like it's, he's not opposed to it. He understands yeah. that you need to also have a mental break. You know, he understands that mm. mentally, it's not just about your physical, it's also about your psyche and your mental, you know, stability mm. is important as well. So, yeah, I get that because it's, it's taboo and it's, you know, not a good thing to talk about, like, that mental part. It's like, no, but you have to, mm. you, yeah, yeah. so what's, I don't understand. Which that. I get. Yeah. Which I get, especially growing up with, in Africa where, they so much lack yeah and they so much like not people don't have you exactly, know yeah. and i'm just talking about i'm not even talking about the people don't have nice clothes or whatever people don't have anything anything yeah yeah but you see those people those people have so much joy some yeah. of those people have so much you know they just exude so much happiness and so much joy and i think because in africa so when our parents are able to provide us mm. with you know all these things that a lot of people don't have it's like, what more do you need? Because this is what everyone is asking oh, for. Exactly. This is what everyone wants. So I totally get, like, I, I don't, I think that's why even with, with the whole thing that I'm like, oh, I don't think I can even ask my parents about it. I'm not resentful about it. Like yeah. as much as I'm like, I, I really think they should be working on trying to change that mindset. Yeah. Um, maybe for my sister, they'll be there. Yeah. You know, maybe for my sister, they'll be at that point. Mm-hmm. But at this point and or this juncture, I totally get it. Um, but I get like what, what we were saying earlier that it doesn't absolve you from trying, trying. you know, taking, yeah, taking 100%. an effort to try and to do better. So oh. trying, try, try, try again. If at first you don't succeed, succeed. <laughs> try, try, try again. Honestly, I don't know. I've just, I've been fortunate and I'm like, yeah, I guess. Like, growing up, it wasn't easy. But now that I'm at this big age of mine, my parents have definitely... I've seen progress. And I'm happy with the yeah, progress that I've what, seen. Yeah, that's what's important. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Definitely. Yeah. I think I've also seen progress with my parents. As much as they still... They're still... My parents. Mm, there's been a lot of progress. You yeah. Know, there's, there's been progress. And I think it just... what Baby steps. And what's unfortunate for me or for us, I'd say, is that we're firstborns. Yeah. So we are, they're still trying to, you know, they're still navigate this. Still yeah. Like, yeah. They're still navigating it. And it's just a product of us being firstborns. And I think it happens with every single parent out there. But yeah. for the young, for my sister, she's going to have a good, she's going to have a very nice life. Very, very nice life. You know, and that just takes us to like the next part of like our topic, which is let's talk about sex, baby. Let's talk about you and me. Let's talk about all the good things and that may be. Let's talk about sex. I remember the first time my parents, and I think I said this on our last podcast episode. I said, My mom first talked to me about sex when I was in canada <laughs> she said okay and it's like it's too late I was, now. I was, i'm 21 <laughs> i'm 21 <laughs> 21 now's the time you want to talk about now's the time you want to talk about sex like it's the first time i'm hearing about it ma'am you know what the weird thing that i've realized about african culture is mm. alcohol 
can be a conversation. But sex, what are we doing? No, what are we doing? People were naked. And it's the thing of like babies. Babies are weird. Oh my goodness. I find it so weird. That's the root and origin of literally the whole premise of this world. So why is it so taboo? I don't understand. I don't understand. I personally, personally, I just don't get it. Alcohol, you, like some parents, they can drink with their kids. I know friends who drink with their parents, lucky them. Definitely not I. Not I either. (laughs) When it comes to talking about zags, they're like, it's like, whom? Don't do that. What's that? <laughs> Don't do that. You did that. I mean, that's why I'm here. Then, yeah. you, then I look at generational curses that happen when mm. thinking about things like sex and alcohol and stuff. When some when a when a parent has a kid at a young age, then that kid has a kid at a young age as well. But it's like to break that. It's to have the open conversation of like, okay, this is gonna happen. Like, this is a normal yeah. thing. And I feel like it would have been better. Well, I don't mind because I didn't really think about sex that much until I think now. Um, like, with you, I I wasn't thinking about... Of course, I thought about it. I mean, come on. I was a teenager of hormones, I think. Yeah. Of course. But, like, I wasn't trying to have sex. <laughs> I wasn't trying oh, to have yes. sex. Oh, yes. Yeah, um, me too. But I still wish that, like, what if I did? Yeah, you know what if I did? What if I wanted to have sex? What if I did have sex? What would have happened? I think it's very important to have because the whole thing that something triggered me recently. Um, there was a I didn't even read into it because I knew I'd get angry and I didn't want to get angry. Um, but there was a petition. I saw it on Twitter. (laughs) There was a petition on Twitter. Um, because I think I don't know if it's the government. I didn't even read it, but I think um the government or some sort of district. Mm-hmm. wants to start um, providing condoms for high school students. Yeah. Um, and so some conservat- conservative, in quotation marks, Zimbabweans decided to start a petition because their logic is if you're providing, which is the logic for a lot of people who are against like um, safe sex supplies being supplied to young people, mm-hmm. um, their logic is if you are supplying them with condoms, then they're going to be, you, you're encouraging them to have sex. We they're already having to, the sex. And you're like, they're going to have sex regardless. Regardless of the condoms, honey. If you honey. want to have sex. Yeah, if you want to have sex, you are going to have it. Yeah, And you're going exactly. to use the resources that you have. If you don't have condoms, screw condoms. Because you can still have sex without condoms, you know? Exactly. People will go for it. Kids will go for it. Especially kids who already don't have a lot of sex education. They are going to go there for it. Is. So the best you can do, if you are trying to be reducing, Zimbabwe has one of the highest HIV prevalence rates in the world you know mm-hmm. if you are trying to re- reduce that if you're trying to get better with that it makes sense if anything condoms should be all over the streets lining yeah. the roads you know if that's what it should be because we're trying to what, are you more concerned about the virginity of a 14 year old girl yeah or are you concerned about her health health for the rest of her life what is and it I that think- you're concerned about and I think another thing when links, links to that is it shouldn't just link to HIV because people aren't taught about it, other STIs or STDs mm. that you can get from not having safe sex. Personally, being from a private school, obviously you'd have that like, you know, basis of like, okay, these are the things and you got tested on them. But it was just seen as, okay, you need to know this. But when I think of 
schools and like the townships and stuff they just, like on the on the boards when i go back home it just says hiv you know it just like that's the main thing that they know about not using condoms is hiv but it's like there yeah. are other things that you can get there's so many herpes. other stis yeah so even if he doesn't have hiv he could have chlamydia literally he could have gonorrhea <laughs> he could have there's so much syphilis. you know and i honestly i'm like if you're not talking about it with your kid they're talking about it with someone would else you want exactly who do you want to talk to them about it whom you and i think i don't know tell me how it how it went in your home but i know for me the conversation we never talked about even until now my parents have never spoken to me about safe sex that's not never been a thing my parents have <laughs> never been, been like don't have sex just don't you're do not it. having sex until you're married so it was just like you are not having sex <laughs> that's mm-hmm. we don't do that in this house until you're married um that's when you're gonna have sex so i think for them it's like that's the only option yeah that was the only option on the table so it's like you are not having sex. So they don't even... Until we're not you get married. Talk, yeah. So we're not going to talk about STIs. We're going to talk about safe sex practices. We're not, yeah. we not going to talk about contraception, which I think yeah. is really, really important. Because yeah. imagine if I... I also just genuinely didn't want to have sex, I guess because of all that bombardment of don't have sex, don't have sex. Yeah. And also because of my own personal choice and my, yeah. my own personal beliefs, I didn't want to have sex anyway. Yeah. But I'm thinking, what if I didn't? What if I wanted to have sex? Yeah. I think it's important for me to hear from my parents or that for my little friends will tell you, well, actually, if you have sex for the first time, um, yeah. you can't get pregnant. The first time when you lose your virgin, you can't get pregnant. Yeah. From that. And kids tell them, tell each other this, you know, kids in high school will be telling, skewing lies to me. Um, what? and it's, it, it's so real. So it's like, I could have been told, that yeah. or I could have maybe read it in a book, but sometimes you don't really believe, especially when you're young. Yeah, you need to be told by somebody who cares for you or somebody yeah. to be like for you to actually take it as word and take it to be something that's real. Yeah. Um, so if I yeah, so I think a lot of that's what happens with a lot of young girls or young boys in in Africa or in like black households or households where parents just don't talk about sex. Mm. I think those kids actually get themselves into more messes than kids with parents who have these open, open conversations. They're like, Hey, if you need to go get birth control, yeah, let me, me know, you know, or like, let's say you slipped up and you had, um, unprotected sex and you have no money, you yeah. know, you're going to get pregnant. Whereas if it's like in a household where, you know, like, okay, my mom said she would rather me not have sex. She wants me to abstain. That's what she believes. She thinks is the best thing for me, but mm-hmm. I have decided to have sex. And she has told me that I can go to her and be like, mom, actually, I need a morning after pill. Yeah. I think for me as a parent, I, I'm going to teach my parent, my kids abstinence. Yeah. That's what I'm going to tell them is like the best way forward. Good for you. I, that's what I really would want you to do. Yeah. But if you then decide by yourself that you actually want to, don't be scared to come and tell me, mom, I need to go to the doctor. I, I have, I, yeah. it hurts or it burns when I pee. Yeah, I need to go to the gynecologist. Yeah, yeah, mom, I need a morning after pill because as a kid, or as like when you're not working, you just can't. You don't have money for that. Money, literally, you don't have money to be able to be like, I need to go to my gynae. First of all, I don't don't have a gynae. Girls need to look at their man and be like, "Buddy, pay (laughs) morning after (laughs) hundred rand, hundred and fifty, two hundred. 
Listen, babes, what are these kids? Especially if you're having sex young. If you're having sex at for 16. 16, yeah. That boy is going to be like, no, this is my money for sweets. <laughs> no, but I hear what you're saying. For me, um, I don't know. I don't, I don't think my parents are more like abstain from having sex. Like, they're just like, if you can have sex, have it, but have it safe. And oh, they, wow. My parents are like, no. Nope. Sex. No, but also, yeah, my parents aren't like Christian like you you know mm, so yeah. it's like uh okay yeah, yeah. <laughs> even the one time when i was like to mom yeah i'm gonna keep until marriage she's like what i was like yeah she's like <laughs> oh my gosh why and i was no, like it's my decision mom and we had an argument about we it we really grew up diff- you had an argument you argue you want to stay celibate yeah because she i don't know because she i guess mad. she yeah, I don't know. I don't know what was the reason behind that conversation. Yeah, it's just no, it's just such an interesting like parallel. Yeah. You know, your life and my life. Yeah. It's just it is actually honestly because you would have rather had someone been like, okay, like safe sex. And I don't think I would have yeah. with your parents. I'm like, yeah, that's fine. I've made it fine. No, I, I, I think it's important. I th- I I'm just saying it was fine for me. Mm. but i'm saying i think it's important to have it what if it wasn't me me yeah i feel i wasn't yeah what if i wasn't thinking the same way that i think i remember that was a this year actually i wanted to go get a pap smear Mm -hmm. um yeah yeah not not necessarily if you're sexually active even if you're not general Um, yeah as a woman yeah in general just to check if you're gonna get you know your cervical cancer whatever that's what a pap smear is for um i remember i told my mom i had actually been tensing for a while and I was going to go with one of my friends and we were yeah. looking up and it was just expensive. And I was like, I can't afford <laughs> to go get a pap smear by myself. Yeah. So I remember I had to ask my mom and I was like, I want to go for a pap smear. Then she looked at me and she was like, why would you want to have a pap smear? It's only for people who are having sex. <laughs> so it's like, <laughs> it's, like, it's like out of the question. It's not even a question like, oh, are you having sex? It's like, but yeah. you're not having sex. <laughs> so, not even asking you. It's like, you're definitely yeah. not having sex. So it's like, you're definitely it. not. But so that's so scary when I think of parents in general. Like, they don't know. Some parents can tell when this one, she's having sex. But mm. some parents can't tell. Like, um, yeah. Something and your child could be getting you. STIs. Honestly. And that's why it's so important to, have op- to be open. I I want to create that. Obviously, it's easier said than done because you're not a parent. But mm, I want to create sure. that space of having like, okay, you can. But it's also the thing of, I think going to a Christian high school, it was like the fear of losing my virginity. Do you get it? Yep. No, I, I get it. <laughs> so I get it. It was like, don't do it or else, you know, where it's like. Yeah instead of making this thing of fear, make it a gift and make it beautiful that the way mm, God wanted it. Yeah. To so now if you're going to make it a fear, if ever you in a situation where you lose your virginity and you're like, you're, you're going to hate yourself. You're going to hate yourself. Yeah. Which is not how it's meant to be. Cause God literally, <laughs> it's like, come on. I yeah. think there's a lot of, there's a lot of weight. And I think that I, I definitely relate to that. Um, mm-hmm. There's a lot of weight that has been put on virginity, especially in Christian communities. Mm-hmm. I think because I grew up in the church ever since I was born, church every single Sunday, yeah. went to Sunday school camps, whatever. And every time we'd have Sunday school things, it was always, don't have sex. You need to be a virgin. You know, mm-hmm. your, vir- your virginity is your, and even when my parents would also say this, for them, your virginity is your 
it's your your girl girlhood <laughs> i know that's not a word yeah but as soon as you lose your virginity you're not a girl anymore you're now a woman you're now like a mother you're now tainted <laughs> but that's Basically. your period your period decides <laughs> when i'm a girl <laughs> when when you're a woman yeah yeah but yeah, it's the, your virginity is taken as this. Like if someone takes it away from you, from you, you are now, you're now tainted. You're now, you're now worthless. Dirty. Yeah. Yeah. You're now worthless as soon as you'd allow someone to take wow. your virginity from you. Now, are you going to get a husband? Um, whatever. So that's what I was badgered with ever since I was, what, eight. Yeah. Let me say yeah, since I was imagine. eight. That's what was constantly and from every single corner. So at home, that's what I'm being told. At church, that's what I'm being told. Mm. Whenever I'm going to camps, that's what I'm being told. So I think I grew this huge, and I think a lot of people can relate to this, especially if we grew up in Christian households. And in a Christian, if you grew up Christian, um, like especially like you, yeah, you yeah, you become you hold on to your virginity like some sort of a. Like the, I don't know how to explain it. And what's I'm failing to find the words, but like, you hold on to your virginity. I think we hold on to it a bit, like the the key to your worth, the key to your um your salvation, salvation, the yeah, key, to yeah, your relationship to God. Yeah, the key like now, to just now, worth as what even about I do, God, God but as a human being. Yeah, the the key to your just your worth as a human being and as a woman. Yeah, that's taken away. That your virginity holds that, and it's like no, <laughs> no. We have I think in Christian Christian settings. Of course, I'm not saying to go around having sex, whatever. Especially if you're Christian and that's what you believe, because yeah. that's not what the Bible says. Yeah, but I'm saying just like the same way. I wish. Imagine if we hold, held on to every single thing like that. It, if we held on to lies, lying yeah. like that, if we h- held on to judgment, being judgmental Until like, like that. that, if we yeah. held on to gossiping like that, yeah, but we don't. So it's like, why have we put so much weight on this thing called virginity? Yet we're going around lying and judging and gossiping all over the streets. Like, can we Honestly. keep the same energy? Let's keep the same energy. Um, so that's definitely something I think I also want to change in the way I raise my kids um, is to, like I said, I want to teach them abstinence. That's what I want yeah. to encourage them to do. Yeah. But I don't want them to ever base their self-worth on, on virginity. I never, honestly, because yeah. virginity is such a social construct. Yes, of course, virginity is when you haven't had sex before. But I think the weight that's put on it is a social construct. I don't yeah. want my kids to have that weight on them and to feel like once they do that, whether it's by that choice or you slipped up and it happened the same way you slip up and you lie, you slip yeah. up and you do whatever. Yeah. I don't want them to then hate themselves for the rest of their lives or to hold on to it, to hold on to some guilt for the rest of their lives. When literally as soon as it's over, yeah, it's done. So, <laughs> you know, I so feel you. that's my little, but yeah, that's my little Ted talk. Thank you. We were so grateful that we, <laughs> came to us and i think that can help someone who's thinking that you know by themselves and stuff like that and like yeah it's not the end of the world (laughs) 
I, it's really not. That's one thing I should say. It is not the <laughs> end of the world. It's really not. You're going to be fine. You'll be fine. But if you're sad, you're, you're allowed to be sad. That's what you're worried about. Literally. You're, you're going to get, get married. married. <laughs> you're going to find a husband. Family. You're going to, you know, you're still going to enjoy it. Like, you're okay. Calm but down. yeah, I honestly think that that's very important. It comes And this comes full circle when you think of it. Mm. Communication in a household is so important being able to speak and having dialogue i don't believe in this parenting thing of like my word you, is final my word i don't Pers- i've never since mm-hmm. i was young that's why i'm I always <laughs> and if you know me i have a mouth on me like i will speak <laughs> like i will speak you know so mm-hmm. yeah i think it's back chatting and it's like no we're just talking I'm just talking. This yeah, whole conversation works. You works. Speak. I speak. I speak. Back. Literally, it comes full circle on that. And then that creates a space of openness with your kids or with anyone, if you're having a relationship in general, and being able to yeah. come to you when they're struggling or being able to come to you when they're, for example, like Charity said, if they have an STI or if they're hurting, if they lost a vision, they can come and talk to you. I, that's how I want. And I remember you tweeted the one day, like when I have kids, we're going to practice communication in the house and I'm going to give them a space to feel the way they feel and never dismiss their feelings. I feel like that's one thing that I felt when me and my mom used to, when growing up, used to talk. It's like she didn't care at Mm. all about what I was feeling or only her feelings mattered. And she was Mm. And it's like, and if I express feelings, I'm being irrational yes. or I'm being, you know, and I think there's a lot of gaslighting oh, that happened, especially with, my, I think we have, we had the same relationships with our moms. Yeah. Um, and I think there was a lot of emotional gaslighting um, of, you know, you express the way you feel and it's like, you're trying to do X, Y, Z, you're being too emotional. You're trying yeah. to, and it's like, no because it's an emotion that I'm feeling I'm feeling something and it's manifesting in, in, my, in my tears honestly the same way when you're sad you cry yep it, that's it's what I said to my dad I mean to think that the way I'm feeling is is some, like I'm it's a tactic yep to, or my feelings no. are or my feelings I said that to my dad are, are, I said stop crying afraid. and I said but you get angry that's no. how you cope and if this is me coping that should be fine <laughs> Don't make my coping yeah. less than yours because you're used to the way you're coped. You cope, right? And he was like, and he just sat there and I said, yeah, don't dismiss my feelings. It's okay for me to feel like this. And I think I needed to say it so I can hear myself be like, oh, you're fine. It's okay to feel the way you're feeling right now. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And we all express emotion and sadness and upset differently. Differently, dude. Hi, boy. It can't be everyone reacting the same. What kind of a life in the world would that be? A sad one and a very, very <laughs> complex one. Imagine if we all got angry. Incredibly. Imagine. Disaster. Yeah, so that was that was a good chat. That was interesting. Just diving into all of that and figuring it out, I guess. You know? Mm. One step at a time. Please like let us know what how your situations have been. Um, coming back home from university, guys. That's the one thing. Moving back into your parents' home, honey. Child. It's not the same. I find... Yeah. It's not the same as in, like, growing up in your parents' home and leaving. You know? Because you 
this is what you know but then to leave and come back yeah and come back you feel so restrained i feel like i'm in shackles <laughs> take your shackles <laughs> off my feet so i can <laughs> Literally, I feel like with shackles and I'm in bondage. And I'm like, release me. Literally. Release me. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not even like a, it's not even like I'm a party animal or anything like that. I'm not. You yeah. know, like even when I'm at school, I'm not going out every single weekend or anything like that. But mm-hmm. I think just the freedom to be like, when I do want to, yeah. I won't be, I won't be told be back home by five. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I feel you. So, yeah. It's been, it's been very interesting. I mean, I'm very grateful. I think before we end, I'm very, very yeah. grateful to my parents. <laughs> we love them. For, and like genuinely, yeah, genuinely, I really am. Um, and I love my family. I love my parents. The, hence why I even came home. Yeah. And hence why I have stayed for so long because I could have left. But <laughs> I was like, I'd rather be here with my family than go and be locked down. Hello. You know, and not be able to go, yeah, and not be able to go anywhere. So yeah. it's not at all saying, Kuti, I hate my parents or I hate my life. Not at all. No, man. Not at all. But I think everything... Everything in life is not exempt from critique. Yeah. Um, and from, you know, being like, it could be improved. <laughs> it could be better. It could be better. Oh, you took it could be better. <laughs> yeah. It could be better. But yeah, we, we, we move. Who knows? Maybe by the end of this year, after having so, spent so much time with me, there'll be, I'm sure we can, you know, we can shake them out of their boots a little bit. And I hope, Charity, I challenge you. Just ending on this note. <laughs> I challenge you to to step out your comfort zone and comfort zone. conflict. Mm. Be able to stand up on your own and be like, parents, I need a Listen. dialogue. A dialogue. <laughs> a defined yeah. dialogue afterwards. <laughs> and then <laughs> like, this is what a dialogue this is. What a dialogue is. I, I'm allowed to speak. <laughs> and then doing, like, this is advice, guys, for everyone. And then be like, if you don't, are not able to create a dialogue for me like this it's so sad because it then leaves your mind being like i don't want my kids around you and when i have my own kids it goes deeper <laughs> no, I, that's why i told my parents i said i would never be able to my parents i would never be able to say I'm that like i would not want your grandkids i was well on you won't see them I, I won't we won't have a good relationship so it's like let's build this relationship now that we're still young so when it's old it's not mm. hard yeah for sure but yeah guys thank you so much for tuning in into another episode of a mouthful because that definitely was a mouthful i am a, one of your hosts asante joined by and i am your uh, okay your other host charity mm-hmm. um thank you so much for listening and thank you for being patient with us and thank you for not abandoning an mm, abundant okay english is not our Mm-hmm. abandoning us during these very difficult times of absentia but we're back and we're better up. but also keep safe and i yeah. hope you're thinking yeah. about your mental as well yeah keep safe and also please remember to if you have any resources um for like mental health support please do like send them to us at a mouthful podcast underscore on instagram um and yeah, would love to to have those resources and to be able to share them with other people and ourselves as well. Mm-hmm. There we go. Thank you. Have a great day, afternoon, night, or day. Bye. Bye.